0: This is the second of three episodes getting ready to read and chat through the book of Ephesians, where the quote you might have heard of before, put on the full arm of God, comes from. Come with me and see why people chose to get rid of stuff that was worth 50,000 pieces of silver. That's like 136 years worth of wages. And then also find out in this episode what happened when seven exorcists tried to use the name of Jesus in a wrong way against an evil spirit in the book of Acts. We start to look at Paul in Ephesus before he ever wrote the New Testament book of Ephesians from in prison. I'll be using the New Heart English Bible Translation. Come on and join me. Howdy. Welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. In this episode, I want to talk about the book of Acts, the end of 18 through 20, where the Apostle Paul actually goes to and encounters the Christians, the church, the body of Christ, who live in Ephesus. And so, in episode 35, if you haven't heard it, go check it out. um, I talk a little bit about like Ephesus. What was Ephesus like? And in very short, It was like a Mecca for magic and exorcisms and some cults, for example, for the goddess Artemis, where they had one of the largest temples there uh, for a goddess. And you'd have groups of people that were cult followers or believers in some of these different things who lived in Ephesus. And the way that you could get a crowd going and riled up is you could start shouting, you know, Artemis of the Ephesians or, you know, stuff like that. And you'd end up with a lot of people who might believe in that goddess or that God or whatever it was that they were believing uh, all riled up and or coming together and different things. Well, <clears throat> the premise of all of this is I want to do a very simplified inductive Bible study. In other words, I'm going to read through the book of Ephesians and talk about How Paul had written this letter of Ephesians or these letters, and they were sent to the church or the body of Christ in Ephesus. And this is where we actually, in Ephesians, it talks about the armor of God and stuff, and a lot of talk about spiritual warfare and the fact that there is a spiritual war going on all around us, which is true for today, too. And how can we apply some of that for today? But I wanted to give the premise first of, okay, well, Paul had written these letters to the church who lived in Ephesus, the people who lived in Ephesus, and the letters were called Ephesians. That's where we find them in the New Testament. But before I read those and go through those with you, I wanted to talk about briefly Ephesus as the location and kind of what it was like beforehand. So, episode 35, go check it out. It's not too long. And then in this episode, I want to actually read through the book of Acts, just a few chapters where we see Paul actually engage the church in Ephesus. This is when he meets these people and everything, and some of the leaders of the church, people who become the leaders of the church there. And then from prison, he writes to Ephesians. I am reading the New Heart English Bible Translation, which is a public domain Bible translation. and. We're going to start out over in chapter 18, near the end of chapter 18. And actually, verse 18 is where I'll start. But near the beginning of 18, actually, Paul goes to Corinth, you know? And so we have the New Testament book called Corinthians. Those are written to the people who lived in Corinth. And, you know, maybe I'll do this same type of a thing with that sometime. For right now, I just want to focus on Ephesus in preparation for going through Ephesians. And so here we are, Acts chapter 18. Paul had been, at the beginning of chapter 18, he had been in Corinth and he had been traveling with Priscilla and Aquila, who happened to be tent makers like Paul was. I'm going to start reading in verse 18. Paul, having stayed after this many more days, things that had happened there, took his leave of the brothers speaking of the church, and sailed from there for Syria, together with Priscilla and Aquila. He shaved his head in Sincre, for he had a vow, and they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. Who did he leave there? He left Priscilla and Aquila there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. And so we find Paul doing what he does, like almost everywhere he goes, as you read the book of Acts, he goes somewhere, he finds a synagogue, and he starts teaching and talking to people who want to hear about what he wants to share about, which is God and the good news about God. Now, he's sharing how ultimately Jesus is the Messiah and everything, but my point here is that he goes to a new place, he finds a place where there are people who are interested in what he wants to talk about and share and then he goes ahead and starts sharing when he has that permission to share and everything. Okay, continuing on, all right, back to verse 19. They came to Ephesus and he left them there, but he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay a longer time, he declined, but taking his leave of them and saying, I will return again to you if God wills, he set sail from Ephesus right so paul leaves ephesus right now and continuing on in 22 verse 22 when he had landed in caesarea he went up and greeted the church and went down to antioch having spent some time there he departed and went through the region of galatia and phrygia in order strengthening all the disciples now a certain jew named apollos and alexandrian by race an eloquent man came to ephesus he was mighty in the scriptures this man had been instructed in the way of the lord and being fervent in spirit he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning jesus although he knew only the baptism of john john the baptist he began to speak boldly in the synagogue but when priscilla and aquila heard him They took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. When he had determined to pass over into Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to receive him. When he had come, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he powerfully refuted the Jews, publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Now, how was it possible that Priscilla and Aquila had instructed him more accurately about the things of God, the way of God, uh, instructed Apollos more accurately? Because they had been traveling with Paul, if you recall. And what had they been learning and who had they been learning it from and with? Paul. Continuing on, chapter 19. It happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus, and found certain disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied. They were about 12 men in all. So this is pretty incredible. So it talks about how Apollos had been continuing on his way and everything. And then here comes Paul, who actually comes to Ephesus and found disciples, whose disciples? Jesus' disciples. When they talked and interacted, he found out that that they didn't receive the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, right? Where Jesus says that, ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, he'll give it to you. But they didn't know anything about any of that part of what Jesus had taught, apparently, because they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. And so Paul goes ahead and shares with them a little further in depth, as well as obviously about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Let's continue on from here. So going to verse 8, 19 verse 8, he entered into the synagogue and spoke boldly for a period of three months. Who entered? Paul entered. What synagogue? A synagogue in Ephesus. So here he is in Ephesus. And he spoke boldly for a period of three months, reasoning and persuading about the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the crowd, he departed from them and separated the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all those who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul. So where was he at? He was in Ephesus. He had been speaking in the synagogues for three months, and then things got stirred up so much that people were talking bad about the way, about following Jesus about what Paul had been talking and teaching about, so he went ahead and, and went away from the synagogue and went to a place called the School of Tyranus, which was a place that people could teach from or speak, and there he was speaking, it says here, for two years. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Can you imagine being able to go somewhere and learn from the Apostle Paul for two years? And then it continues, so I'm going to continue on, chapter 19, 10, verse 10 now. This continued for two years so that all those who lived in Asia, Asia was basically Turkey. So when it says Asia here, really the location is really over in Turkey, right? So all those who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were carried away from his body to the sick and the evil spirits went out that's amazing and you've probably heard of like you know tv evangelists selling handkerchiefs that they prayed over and stuff like that that's kind of where this kind of a thing came from they they're looking at something like that but that was pretty amazing that god did those amazing miracles it would be amazing if god worked miracles from any of us one day like that is there any reason why he wouldn't? I just want to say, I just want to encourage you. Why not believe God? Why not trust him more? I say that. I'm not saying make something up or or do any crazy stuff that doesn't make any sense. I'm saying we read something in the Bible. What's wrong in saying, God, I would love for you to work through me like that one day. I'm not saying take advantage of it. I'm not saying be, you know, be a scam artist or any of that kind of stuff, which is I think what most people fear when they hear stuff like that, but when it's in the Bible and it's something that God's done with someone, well God's no he's no respecter of a person. In other words, God loves each one of us exactly the same amount. How much? All the way. How how is that all the way? All how much? Well, Jesus died for me just as much as he died for you. And he calls us to follow him, and part of following him is sharing the truth about him, about God, and about the way that people can get to know God. And part of that even entails praying for people that they might be healed. Did Jesus teach people to pray for others so that they might be healed? Did Jesus give us authority and power in his name? We're gonna get into more of that later. I'm gonna continue now. All right, so chapter 19 of Acts, verse 13. But some of the itinerant Jews exorcists took on themselves to invoke over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. There were seven sons of one, Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did this. The evil spirit answered, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? and the man in whom the evil spirit was having leapt on them having overpowered them all prevailed against them so that they fled from that house naked and wounded so what's happening here well remember how i said ephesus was this mecca for magic and all kinds of occult stuff and exorcists and stuff like that too well here here were some some jews Who were exorcists. Some people in those days, the way that they would exercise spirits or be exorcists is that they would try to have a spirit that was stronger than the spirit in the person who needed to be set free. And they would try and invoke the one spirit to overtake or overpower the other spirit so that the person could be released, if you will. But in truth, what was really happening, right? One spirit would get overpowered by the other spirit. Now the person ultimately was being uh, put under control of this bigger spirit now, if you want to look at it that way. And, And so that's what was happening here. These people were exorcists. They had heard about what Paul was doing, how he would cast out evil spirits and stuff like that in the name of Jesus, and these evil spirits would do what he said. And so they're like, oh, well, hey, Okay, well, I'm going to try and use that spirit to overpower another spirit. So they go to someone whose life is being impacted negatively by an evil spirit, and they try to invoke Jesus that Paul talks about. And the, and the evil spirit through the person answers and says, Well, okay, I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you? They were, they were trying to use authority that they didn't have. And the evil spirit responded to them, basically, by through the, through the man it was working through, overpowered all seven of them, and, and ripped off their clothes and made them bloody, and they all ran out of there. Okay, and so now, let's continue, Acts chapter 19, verse 17, this became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived at Ephesus. Fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Many also of those who had believed came, confessing and declaring their deeds. Many of those who practiced magical arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. They counted the price of them and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. (laughs) That's like 136 years of paid wages in our day. 136 years of paid wages. That was very expensive stuff. So that the word of the Lord was growing and becoming mighty. That's amazing. So, part of Paul's teaching and everything about Jesus, about God, and we know, I'm sure you know, that there is only one true God. As you get to know him and you grow closer to him in relationship to him, hopefully. You, you want to show your love for him by obeying his commands. And some of his commands talk about what do you do about idols and what does God think about witchcraft and stuff like that? Well, go listen to, to episode 35 if you haven't listened to it. And so here, all of these people were being convicted and they were hearing and seeing, they were seeing how God, how the name of Jesus was so powerful when it was used with authority. And the power that the Lord worked through people, through his believers, and now these were other disciples themselves who were growing up in the Lord, and they were being convicted about their lives and things that they owned. And they had magic books and spells, and they had idols and different other things that they knew they needed to get rid of and repent. They knew that they needed to demonstrate and make a change, and so... I'm going to challenge you. Do you have stuff that you own? Maybe somebody gave it to you. Maybe it's a family heirloom. Maybe it's something that someone said, ooh, this is really special and it's going to protect you if you keep it. Or if you wear this, it's going to protect you. Instead of trusting God, they want you to believe and trust in magic and all this other stuff. If that's you, maybe maybe it's time to consider praying should you do something about it. And I'm not telling you, what to do i'm encouraging you if god convicts you if you read the bible and you know that something's not pleasing to god then i would i want to encourage you to turn away from it and find a way to turn away from it one way to do that is to get rid of it and i'm not saying to give it to somebody else cuz think about that if it's something that's evil and you give it to somebody else that doesn't make any sense i know in my past i've gotten rid of a lot of uh, i got rid of a lot of records and There were books I had and all kinds of stuff that I had in my own life after I became born again and I started reading the Bible and growing in the Lord. And so that's all these people were doing. They they were growing in the Lord. They were feeling convicted that they needed to do something to make a change. Now, I'm not going to take a lot longer with this episode. I want to continue this and I will continue this, but I want to go ahead and end here. We're in chapter 19 of Acts, verse 20 is where we're ending And we'll pick this up in the next episode of God's Adopted. I'm just going to pray really quickly. And if you have any questions at all, go to godsadopted.com slash contact or go to the website and and send me an email. And I'll be happy to answer or respond to you. Heavenly Father, I pray that if there's something here that you want to reveal to us about ourselves or in our lives or you, I pray that you would that you would give us that revelation. And I pray for encouragement and and I praise you and thank you, Father, for anyone who's listening to this this episode and Father, to your truth and and hopefully in love. And I pray that you would bless all those who hear and, and that you'd encourage us to run after and follow you and be closer and grow closer to you and to each other in your love, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on the water with Jesus.